Hamish Bowman, licensed real estate agent, part of Ray White New Farm and director of Ray White Projects. Welcome to the Collegiate. It's a series of interviews with colleagues of Ray White New Farm. Very interesting people I've met over my journey here in Ray White. We're going to talk to them and give a bit of an insight what goes on behind the doors. Last week we had Christine Rudolph, a marketing genius, and how she pulled it all together in her career. This week, Scott Darwin's behind the microphone. A very, very interesting story from actor to million dollar writer. We'd love to plug our socials, Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, and LinkedIn, at Hamish Bowman. Get on board and let's have a listen to what's in store. Scott Darwin, welcome. We're very excited to have you here today. We're, um, this is the second episode of the season two of Call the Collegiate. And uh, thank you for coming along today. Mr. Bowman, pleasure. Thank you. Good to see you. Scott, um, look, I've known you over six years since I've been here, but you've mm. been here in 10 years, formerly Ray White New Farm, and now yeah. a co-principal of uh, Ray White Bulimba and East Brisbane in probably coming up to six months, a year maybe? Yeah, yeah, almost a year. In actual fact, this is my old office. So you, um, yes. you know, you, you, you jumped in as soon as, as soon as the vacancy <laughs> came available. You we do call it the upper deck, but uh, I mean, you weren't that. Um, 10 years, you've always been the number one agent here um, in terms of volume. So, um, and I guess that's sort of a bit of a segue of, um, you know, how you sort of got to to the top in a relatively short period of time. And particularly, your background is different to a lot of people. In fact, I don't know anyone in, that's uh, risen to the top uh, coming from um, from NIDA. Well, <laughs> look, I, I, I studied acting. I didn't, I didn't quite make NIDA. They, I definitely auditioned, but they, they wouldn't have me. In actual fact, I auditioned for NIDA out to... The powerhouse, right? And I remember I was seventeen, and I was their like, satellite office, or that's just where they did their Brisbane auditions because right. they do auditions in every every capital city, and then the final people verge to Sydney, and then the cream of the crop then get invited, and right. I didn't make it. Didn't make didn't it. Didn't even make the first cut. No, no. There is a there is a famous show reel of yours. Did that did that get you to the nighter? No, no, that that one wouldn't have helped me. That it, it is it is a famous show reel, not for. Uh, not for any uh, good reasons, yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, it's, in actual fact, more people have viewed that showreel since I got in real estate than, uh, <laughs> than when I was actually an actor. Nice, nice. So I guess, um, and I've, having known you for a long time now, I sort of got to know a bit about your background and your family, and mm. and fast forward now, you, you, I know you as a, a hustler, you know, you, you, you hustle the deal, and I know that having some background, there's some horse racing, and there's some Bookkeep, bookmaking, yeah, there's there's a definite link there. Oh, look, there is. So, do you want to go? Should we go all the way back? Yeah, I think just so. really just, quickly. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. So, I grew up um, with a single mother. Um, both sides of my family were in the horse racing industry. So, my my mother's father was a was a uh, trainer. Uh, in actual fact, grew up next to Tom Tommy Smith and Gay Waterhouse, Tommy Smith's gay's father. Yeah. So, my grandfather and Tommy Smith were quite close um and then my mum grew up with gay waterhouse same age group you know um and and that's that was then and my father was a farrier and so they met um had me uh, and first and only and then they divorced so i left pretty left sydney pretty young um moved to moved to the gold coast um with mum and basically for as far as i can remember mum bought and sold property so yeah. that was kind of her hustle she, yeah. she owned a business still down in, in in sydney but i think by the time i was 21 years old we'd lived in like 22 different places wow. um together so i kind of grew up holding a hand going to open homes and just you know yeah. just uh, you know you get some people that are in one home for the whole life 
I was, I was the opposite. Yeah. So for me, moving, you know, getting up and packing up, we were like gypsies. Yeah. And uh, some boxes we just wouldn't unpack because we knew that we weren't going to be there for long. Okay. Um, and that was that was predominantly Gold Coast, uh, Gold okay. Coast area. So yeah. And you you tell the story. You used to live near the Randwick movie theatre. So mum owned that. Yeah. So mum owned the cinema yeah. for about wow. twenty years. It's quite yeah. a quite a well known um, cinema. Yeah. And so I also grew up in in that cinema. You know, for every school holidays and and uh, we'd go down and, and and work it. And that was kind of my first job was yeah. was was being the uh, you know the, the the ticket collector and sweeping the sweeping the the aisles afterwards and. That kind of developed my love into film and TV, and then got me, you know, wanting to be an actor when I yep. was at high school. And then I, you know, was a big drama student, and then finished school and went and studied at the Actors Conservatory here in Brisbane for uh, about three years. Mm-hmm. Then moved down to Sydney to be the actor, start the start the dream. Yep. And um, instead of wa- waiting tables and being a, you know, being a, a waiter and being a, an actor, I, you know, kind of used some entrepreneurial elements to start a business and uh, so we, we started a, a, um, a, a magazine down there actually a dining restaurant magazine mm-hmm. um, that failed so after about two years I lost all mum's investment into that and still hadn't made it as an actor I had a couple of small roles but mm-hmm. nothing that really lit the world on fire yep. and then um, when I was about 26 I knew I needed to you know you know make a change mm-hmm. and, and be serious and real estate was always something in the back of my mind that I was thought I'd be good at but mm-hmm. Um, never kind of jumped into and then I decided to to have a few job interviews lined up in Sydney like Ray White Surrey Hills had that lined up um, Brezik Whitney saw another agency actually saw a commercial agency and they suggested that I get into residential mm-hmm. and then a, a good friend of mine who knew them um, lived in Brisbane and he said hey uh, um, I hear you're in the market for um, you know to get a job in real estate you should yeah. come back up to Brisbane um, and get a job uh, there's a there's an agent um, called Matt Lancashire who's Hazley Cush's number one agent who needs an associate mm-hmm. um, and needs to kind of you know his business has increased and needs help and, and, and a bit of a you know a young young mm-hmm. you know, right hand right hand kid and um, that was it so I, I literally had that one phone call it changed my life I'll never forget where I was I was in a little side alley off, off, off Burke Street in Surrey Hills needing wanting to change my life and this one phone call did it flew up met the boys came straight back down and um, and uh, filled my car up and left right. yeah. and Matt tells the famous story how you sort of Parked the car. Was it the Lancer? A few blocks yeah, away, a, and only the only the passenger door opened, so you had to go across, you know, and doing inspections in a in a car yeah, that yeah. parked around. So. It, it was a Mitsubishi Lancer. It had a few <laughs> few too many dints in it, yeah. and um, and had still mum's old like woolen sheet covers. You know those old yeah, school. Yes, yeah, yes, it was yes. it was just a, not a yeah. nice car. But anyway, so I'd parked down on Heel Street because I was too embarrassed to park out the front of the office and whenever I do inspections I'd make sure I'd get there five minutes early yeah, and park yeah, you know yeah. a bit far away but yeah that was uh, that was and I could imagine knowing Matt's business is very regimented and process driven and your personality I mean imagine from a creative side you must have really stuck in and and really sort of I guess worked against your your grain mm. in those formative years where um, you know you're actually coming into a process with your creative juices as well mm, so mm. To come out the other side of Matt's team, I think, gave you a little bit of that. Yeah. Which you potentially needed with your own creative flair. No, sort of. t- totally. When I started the industry, I didn't realise how process-driven and structured it needs to be. Yep. And that was really against my yep. natural skill set. So I was always just kind of, I remember Matt would come to me and say, have you done this, done this, done this? And and I'd say, you know, I'd kind of say, no, but I'm working on I'm working on doing these deals. Yep. And that, for me, that was the most important thing was working on the deals. Yep. But I learned that the structure and the process and the foundation of business is yeah, equally as important, yeah. if not more important. Yeah, um, which is what Matt yeah. Matt 
showcases really well and I've, I've learnt, learnt that. It's still, I still, you know, can improve in certain elements, but, yeah. um, you know, I think I've got a good yeah. foundation yeah. now. I just, I know from, as an agent, you don't just look at, I've seen you look at a property for sale and you look at 10 around it, you're looking at blocks, you're looking at amalgamations, you, I can see your mind's always working and what, you know, which, dare I say, 99% of other agents wouldn't be doing it. Yeah. You really see that you, you, you're looking at all sorts of deals when you're looking at one particular deal. Yeah, I, I think it's important and, and I think it's important. One one property can unlock a whole chain of events, mm. like it really can. Yeah. And so if you if you look at at one property and go, okay, what's around it and what, what you know, based on the zoning, the size, um, you know, can can you do with it? And then we've got that that might just change the di- might change the, the the style of conversations you're having with the owner mm. and go, hey, I've just identified this. Your property now could be worth a bit more yep. because of this. Let's let's see if we can scratch this a bit bit more and see if we can yep. introduce this to some other kind of you know developers or buyers that might you know be able to unlock that that yep. that capital and that value. So yeah, look, it's 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 something I've always you know you you're, you're very good at at, at it as well and. Something I've, I've, you know, I pride myself on is just being able to kind of look at it from different angles. I think from potentially my light bulb moment in watching you was on an auction under the stars event a couple of years ago. Oh yeah, that was good. And um, we, I think we had as an office probably fifteen properties going up. It was, in, the, it was under the stars. I think it was about twenty five. Twenty five properties, yeah. and um, you know, you were the you were the you were the main show that night. You'd sold. You sold five or six of whatever. How many you had? I think I had six or seven on the night, yep. and I sold one prior to, yep. two, and then I sold I think four or five on the night. Nine. And I, one, one didn't sell, but it was a pretty good night. Yeah. You know, and I think you also referred buyer to two others as well. So yeah, that's right. Remember, you yeah, were, I was so, representing some buyers on some yeah. other properties that ended up buying as well. Yeah. yeah, and I think just if you just had a camera on you that night, that was just an agent playing A grade. You were just going at it. You knew exactly what was going on. You knew what the buyers were doing. You had your team running around. You had Rob. You know, yeah, yeah. You're really th- working for it. It was just looked like clockwork. I, th- I think everyone has a has a night where they get man of the match, mm-hmm. and that well, that was probably my night. Yeah. But it wasn't because of me just rocking up and doing no. it. It was from all the work that happened prior to. So I knew six weeks before that 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 was going to be the grand final, and I had to be. 100% focused yep. to, to perform. If I just didn't and then rocked up on the day, I wouldn't have yep. stood a chance. Yep. So um, just like any good performance, it it's the work that you do prior to. But it was, that was that was pretty fun. I remember I was on the phone call trying to trying to put one deal together that it just hadn't passed in, but it just it was on pause. Yep. And I'm speaking to the buyers and the sellers on one property and I'm literally speaking <laughs> to another buyer yeah. about the other property yeah. that's going right yeah. right yeah. there and then and yeah. it was pretty yeah it was pretty it was mental I don't know how I did it but I don't think you can do that every day <laughs> it's a good problem to have when you sold a property you've got to get the paperwork signed but your next property is coming up yeah like, yeah yeah yeah. it's mayhem but it's, it's, look, it's a good vibe every agent's dream if that can happen all the time yeah yeah um, and look Scott obviously you've you've gone up first agent um, agent to get hit a million dollars in Ray White New Farm mm. which is a great Great milestone. And, Other than Matt. And congratulations, obviously, Matt um, as principal, which is great. Um, just how long did that take? So that was 2017 to 18, okay. Finn year. Yep. That, was my, that was my best year. So I hit yep. just under 1.2, so I just missed out on chairman's. Um, but that was, yeah, that was definitely the best year. So that took about five years to get. And from 2013, there was kind of year-on-year growth. It was good. You actually kind of see the, if you see the, 
the um, the charts. It, it was quite a nice little um, little growth. <laughs> Bless you. <laughs> and um, and then once I hit it, I yeah. thought there's the the famous term you, you've arrived yeah. and, and you think you've arrived. Yeah. And then the market tells you pretty quickly that you haven't. Yeah, yeah. And then my fees went down by 30% right. the following year. And then I forgot. The, and then I realized that I just stopped doing the things that got me there. Yes. And then yeah. I you know, I thought that I didn't have to do the, mm-hmm. the work that got me to that space. And I relied too much on my team. And, um, and then I forgot that there's still a lot of stuff that I should do. And then mm-hmm. and then invariably, the next year, my business kind of went back yeah. up. And yeah. I, I bridged the gap again. Great. And obviously, next step, um, you're entrepreneurial. You've... You've been talking for a few years about setting up your own business. Mm. So with Brandon Wortley, you've gone out and, and bought Ray White Belimba and East Brisbane. Yep. Again, congratulations. Yeah, Great. no, thank you. And just quick background on that deal and, and yeah. what, what the what the what the um, what it looks like. So, so the quick breakdown. So in 2013, when I after spending three years in Matt's team, I, I went out as a sole agent and I said to Matt, I always wanted to, you know, be involved in a business and be a partner. So that wasn't like a new thing that I just kind of came up with mm-hmm. last year it was always it was conversations i was having with matt and hazy for a long time brandon as well I think. Yeah, yeah 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 and um brandon and i are obviously very good friends and and, and colleagues and just there's a lot of a lot of trust there and i've seen many many occasions people get into business when they don't really know each other that mm-hmm. well mm-hmm. like they know each other a little bit yeah you know like you know people can literally be like oh you know i like money you like money yeah. we, we like fast cars and good yeah. suits let's get a business together <laughs> yeah. and it just doesn't work like no. that it, it is like a marriage so yeah. you have to really know someone through years of just yeah. knowing them not just you know, not, not just a couple and um so I'll, I'll, i got approached by someone to 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 buy ray white Belimba at the time um and then brandon uh was dealing with um someone else on ray white east brisbane and both of us without talking to each other said to hazley look we'd like we'd like to somehow involve each other yes um because i think it's for us it was important not to, not to just yeah, it was cute <laughs> um for us i think it was important not just to be a uh, you know like just doing it by yourself you, yeah. you want to be in the journey with someone yeah. especially in, when it comes to business yeah. ownership yeah. i think uh yeah. and you've you know, got you're completely different i think in terms of very different skill sets very different which is yeah uh, i guess a little bit like matt and Hazley. yeah I think yeah no like very different i'm good looking he's not yeah <laughs> yeah um, no, one hundred percent. We bring different skill sets to the team and to our team and to to, to our agents yeah. and um, and obviously with Matt and Hayes there as well. At, uh, in, you know, in, in the coaches box mm-hmm. there, um, they they add a, add a lot of value. And, and there's the old saying, you know, if you want to go quick, go alone. But if you want to go far, go together. And yeah. I think that's something that we we, we definitely yeah. um, take seriously. We're, we're here for the long haul. Really quickly, you've you I think you've got you've always had a good team. Mm. You've got Rob, yep. Emmeline. Um, yeah, I think they. They've been able to support you, yep, and they 100%. know you really well. They know your strengths, I think, 100%. and they plug where you're not so, you know, efficient at. Yep. I think um, Rob's been really good for you over mm. being a loyal yep. supporter and sort of employee of your business. So yeah, well, and that's been great to see. And I think ourselves, like we've been able to keep the same team, and I think it's it it just takes time to. I I think it's the most important thing to. I don't think you can get to a million bucks or more mm-hmm. without that. Yeah. You can have a good year with a, with a, with a team and get to that you know seven eight hundred yep. maybe even nine, yep. um, but I think you need to have like a quality team that are invested that have mm-hmm. bought in to yep. the success of the team, and it takes time to cultivate that. Rob yep. wasn't an overnight success. Yep. He, we, we jokingly say it wasn't until about year two where I, you know he even knew what he was doing, mm. um, and he's now like almost five years into it now, and he's yep. just you know like if I if someone had to sell my house in in. 
Brisbane, it'd be him. Mm-hmm. Um, and Emmeline's been great, and I've had some, you know, I had Ruby for for a good four or five years, yes. so I've had some really good, um, and she was instrumental at my growth at that stage. Um, so yeah, I've had some some really good support mm-hmm. um, and people that were that were, you know, I, I kind of see them as partners in in, in the business, to be honest. And it takes time to get there. So Scotty, for um, for anyone in the audience that's thinking about or is new in the game, what would you what would you what sort of advice would you give them? I think I think there's a massive misconception with the amount of work required and the type of work required. I think people think it's just really easy to step in and just yeah. start selling houses, yeah. but they don't realise. <laughs> I look at it like this: How easy is it to get a real estate ticket? Easy. Yep. A week. Yep. A week. You get your ticket. Yep. Okay. So what's then the what's going to be the deciding factor between a good agent or a bad agent? Time and effort. Yeah. Um, we, we're not doctors. We don't we don't study for eight years. So there's yeah. no natural deciphering. Yeah. You know thing that enables the people to climb to the top. Yeah. The only thing is effort, work, yeah. and and you know that and time yeah. really. So you know I think I just tell everyone that there's just requires years of of, of not very glamorous work and. Um, over a long period of time, mm. and 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 that's and that's it. Once you once you you break that, yep. you kind of it then gets easier. Mm. And um, and one of my favourite quotes that I've got on my office board is a, a smooth sea never made a skillful sailor. And I think that's kind yeah. of I yeah. think for me that's real estate. Yeah. It's like you, you're going to go through mm-hmm. through some troubled troubled times. Talking of troubled times, when you actually didn't have money and you burnt your mum's money I, I remember seeing on your board in the pod downstairs that you were ticking off payments back to your mum yeah yeah and that's thought, right yeah that's yeah. really really good yeah, wh- and I think at some point in a couple of years ago you said mum's now paid back yeah yeah I, I thought that was just yeah very, wow, very that's, nice. I didn't even kind of I'm surprised you remember that yeah that was she had yeah, like felt obliged to make sure I paid her back yeah, over nice. the years, and you know yeah. I couldn't do it in one chunk, but yeah. to be able to do that over a few years it meant a lot. Yeah. And I've got a wife, so mum, mum's, you know, sorry, mum. <laughs> well, talking of that beautiful wife of yours, um, let's paint the picture, Scotty. Mm. You and Holly, mm. who we were fortunate enough to go to your wedding. Yeah. How long ago now that was that? It was about eighteen months ago. Eighteen now. months ago. Yeah, yeah. Um, you're in a wine bar. You're down in Melbourne somewhere. You two, you're always yeah. travelling somewhere. Not now. What's the what's the drink of choice for you, and, and what would you be buying, Holly? Um, so it depends on the timing. So usually our go-to is at the start, you know, be a nice kind of I would say a medium to heavy-bodied Chardonnay, which we quite like a bit of a, okay. you know, maybe more of the, the buttery Western Australians, you know, style. Bit of then, malolactic fermentation. Yeah. <laughs> then we'll go into a bit of red. Um, big fan of red. Anything that's kind of you know got a bit to it you know yeah. a lot of the barossa stuff um cool. and then towards the end of the night well you know i'm sure we'll hit on a uh, hit on a um an old-fashioned a bourbon old-fashioned to, to be to nice. be straight and i do know that you're you like your barbecue cooking you're at that point where you've got the temperature control yeah, skewers yeah. I've, I've got just paint me a really quick sunday afternoon because i see lots of photos of well i've got f- like five different barbecues um i've got charcoal smokers i've got electric smokers got your standard gas barbecues i've got pizza ovens um so it it, it depends on the if i'm doing a a big low and slow i need to start this you know the day before usually um otherwise we'll do a a sunday dinner which i can start nice and early my go-to at the moment is a a smoked beef cheek ragu that um starts smoking at like 5 a.m and then we'll smoke for about seven or eight hours and then i'll go into uh then i'll go into the ragu for another few hours ready for for the sunday 
night time. Nice, nice. Hmm. All right, just to finish off, Scotty, yep. a couple of fast questions for you. Um, all right. If you were to, who, who would you like to sit next to on a long-haul flight and why? Um, You're flying to the UK. You've yep, got 20 yep, hours yep. on a plane. You could pick someone. Can it be two or, or one? I'll give you two. For, for two completely different reasons. One's, one's Ricky Gervais. Um, okay. Just... Just love funny. him. Just funny. I love yeah. all of his work. His whole yeah. body of work. Been a huge fan of his for for years. And two would be uh, probably Dana White, who's uh, the CEO nice. of the yes, uh, yes. of the UFC, because yeah. he's just like just such an inspirational businessman yeah. and takes takes no shit. And it's nice. uh, yeah. And you he, like he'd be UFC a fun guy. Well. Yeah, yeah, and I like that as well. Cool. All right. You're currently reading a book. What do you, what have you currently got on on the best side? Um, yeah, yeah. I, I need to. F- I haven't finished it, and I've got to admit, I've taken a few months off it. But it's uh, and it's not even a big book, so it's kind of embarrassing. It's um, <laughs> it's called Own the Day by uh, Aubrey Marcus. Okay. Um, yeah, it's just like uh, he's a he's a kind of a uh, how would you how would you put him down? He's he's a man of of all the you know. Uh, energies and 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 philosophy and you know training and eating and just you know how to own every facet of the day from when you wake up in the morning to very when you go to sleep very interesting very interesting um most life-changing movie or your favorite movie and something that yeah i, I don't know if it's like yeah, there's one that really resonated with me and there's a there's a there is a movie called closer and it's pretty old it's not that well known it's got like jude law um natalie portman um and I and Clive Owen, um, and I used to, pl- I did a, I did that on stage. It was, it was originally a stage play. Yeah. They converted to a movie, yep. and I just loved the movie. And it mm-hmm. just, it just had a, it really kind of wanted me to pursue acting. Nice um, podcasts. Any podcasts you listen to at the moment? Um, I, I listen to a, a few funny ones, and then a few like motivational ones. And nothing like if I got time, I listen to a bit of Joe Rogan. I don't okay. mind him. Yeah, yeah. yeah, cool, cool. Um, He's like they call him the the. The Oprah for men now. <laughs> anything you're grateful for? Oh, mate, everything. Like I, I literally just, you know, during COVID, I was just wondering, you know, I was down in the dumps and, you know, had my moments like yeah. we all did. And yeah. I just think, geez, you know, I've got a house. I've got a, you know, I've got a beautiful wife. Um, I've got a great dog. I live in the best country in, in the world. Yeah. Um, I'm pretty, you know, I need to practice it more, but I'm pretty darn grateful if... Yeah. If if they stop selling real, if if the government stopped real estate tomorrow and it became a dead industry tomorrow, I would be very happy with the life I've had to this date and just know that I've got to build it again. Nice. If you had a theme song which played every time you entered a room, what would it be, Scotty? Oh God! Come on, <laughs> give us a song, um, mate. I've got. Um, I'm gonna go with like. I'm gonna go with like. Uh, I'm gonna go with "Tea for the Tiller Man" by oh, Cat Stevens. The cat. I love him. Beautiful. Love it. Tea for the tiller man. You're not going to get out of me. (laughs) (laughs) All right, Scott. Thank you very much. Thank you, mate. One of Brisbane's leading agents and they're very inspirational. The story, very interesting story. Creative background, writing million dollars plus and now um, an owner of a business moving forward. So thank you very much for joining us today. Thanks, mate. Cheers. Pleasure.